Welcome back to Pop Cannon. This is episode 14, and today we are talking all about Captain Mar- uh, Shazam. Whoa. Whoa! We are talking about Whoa. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam! Shazam. Shazam. I am now a child. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we're all children. So yes, DC's uh, Shazam, starring Zachary Levi, uh, directed by David F. Sandberg. Oh, do we know other things that he's done? Yeah, I have no idea who that is. David David Sandberg has uh, he's known for like Lights Out and Annabelle and uh, oh oh that ex- did you guys see the Annabelle doll in the beginning? Yeah, nice. I did not. He actually yeah. he actually did a bunch of like YouTube horror short films. So really? like, yeah, unlike oh. barely any budget, which is super cool. And that's kind of how he got like famous. Oh, that's awesome. Quote, unquote. I would say he's still like underground. Dude, that, well, not anymore. Yeah. Well. Shazam has owned the box office two weekends in a row. Nice. Yeah, with stiff competition from Hellboy. Eh, not so uh, stiff. No, it's not at all. It's got a 13%. Limp competition. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, that he would have a uh, he would have a background in horror films and go to to Shazam. Yeah, there were I would say there was a couple of horror elements at times. Absolutely, in the movie that definitely shined through, which I appreciated. But that's also interesting that the previous DC film Aquaman, James Wan, also had a horror film background. Yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know if that's the if that's the, what they're looking for in directors or if that's just a coincidence. But well, I think we can. I think we could officially break the news. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock doing Batman. Uh, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's Batman. Uh, coming soon. Hey, I would pay to see that. I, I would know. pay to see How that. How fucked up would that be? <laughs> he would just torment everyone on the cast and <laughs> blacklist some people from Hollywood. But it'd be a great movie. <laughs> All right. John Carpenter's Batman. That's a possibility. But only with practical effects. Batman's just the shape. <laughs> <clears throat> That's interesting. All right. Uh, so, Shazam, what were some initial thoughts upon the end of the end credit scene? Like, finally, everything's out. You got all of the data. What'd you guys think? I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Shazam has always been, ever going back to uh, when he was Captain Marvel. You can't say that, dude. Fuck. <laughs> all right, Jordan started over. <laughs> <laughs> um. But he's always been one of my my favorite characters, and I feel like he never really got the uh, the attention that I feel like he, he deserved in the last. You know, I mean, he was big in the '40s through the '70s, but since then he kind of had a falling off. Um, so I was really happy that they're actually doing like a big budget Shazam movie. I keep wanting to say Captain Marvel, <laughs> but I think of of the four of us, you have the biggest issue with him not being named Captain Marvel at the moment. Well, it's difficult when that's what I've known in my whole life, and then. <laughs> but it, it, interesting of note in the film, uh, they don't actually settle on a name for him. True. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, they call him a litany of different things, including yeah. Captain Whizfingers, uh, Captain Sparklefingers. Yeah, which uh, I think that was a. I think that was a uh, either a, a nod to Marvel's Captain Marvel. I read something. No, it was about a nod that. to his ever-changing name. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, they even <laughs> called him at one point Zapped in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that, that somehow. That was that was one of the YouTube videos names. 
uh, zapped okay. in America. Okay. That movie, it was packed to the brim with <laughs> Easter eggs and references and things, and I, I love that kind of stuff. I eat that shit up. So, Brian, what kind of shit do you eat up about Shazam? <laughs> I didn't eat any shit uh, at all, ever. I don't know who told you that. No, um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I did. Um, I, I did not enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to, considering all the, um, the positive hype I had heard going into it. Um, but, but I did enjoy it. Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Jordan. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun just sitting there watching these characters interact. And I think that was part of my, that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie was the fact that the characters on screen seemed like they were having a really good time making the movie and like acting and it sh- it like shined through for me, so I enjoyed sitting there watching their performances. Robert. So for me, upon uh, the film ending, I was like, "Holy shit! I really, really, really liked that." Um, I won't. I didn't want to say it was great, but I thought it was really good, and I was really happy that it was made and that we got it. Yeah. Because, like, now, with all of the stuff that they introduced that we'll kind of get into as we go through this, uh, the doors are open in, in the DC universe now. The literal doors, in the film's case, uh, for a lot of stuff. And I always, I'm always open to, to when they do that kind of stuff. Like, Aquaman took us under the ocean. Um, hopefully, at some point soon for DC, we will get a Green Lantern film that doesn't suck. And that will take us to space. That'll be their cosmic uh, uh, franchise, and and they'll be they're they're definitely on the right track. And this was a like initially, I was just like this was super heartfelt and really f- like legitimately funny. I've I yeah. read a couple people say that they didn't like the humor, but I everything landed for me. I thought it was, and it's just the earnestness of Zach Levi. Yes. <laughs> Perfect casting, I feel like. I just... Everything about everything he did was dead on. I think think a lot of the movie's success, um, and I'm not talking about like monetary success, but just the movie being a solid film, rests on Zachary Levi's shoulders. That he translates being a 14-year-old in a 20, 30-year-old man's body so well. Like, he he nailed that. He really did. And and you have to be able to believe that that he's actually a kid in there. Uh, and, and I, I don't did. Know yeah, absolutely. Oh no, he 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 blew it out. He knocked it out of the park. He blew it away. Uh, and I don't know that there are. I don't I don't know if anyone else fits into that role, and that it works out as well. The only other person I was just discussing this uh, with my cousin earlier. The only other person that I still think would have done a really good job and I'm not being sarcastic in any way, would have been John Cena. Now, hmm. I still think Zach Levi's portrayal is fantastic, and I don't want to see another person play Shazam for the moment ever again. But I still... It would have been a very different film with John Cena, but I still think Cena would have done a very, very good job at doing what Zach Levi did so perfectly. 
And he wouldn't and so, he wouldn't even need the suit. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I, so, could see, I could see John Cena, not now, but John Cena maybe five or ten years ago, John Cena. That's the John Cena I could see doing it. But yeah. now I, I don't think I could see him doing well, it. He's in his 40s now, I get it. He's got long, and his hair's long. It just looks weird. Yeah, it does look weird. Part of <laughs> part of uh, the reason why I would say no to John Cena was because Zachary Levi and the kid playing Billy Batson did such a good job of making you believe they're the same person. And yeah, I don't necessarily this... think yeah that John Cena would work well with. Uh, I think the kid's name is Asher Angel. Yes, um, something like that. So they'd have to recast that whole part. So I, right. it would totally 100% change the entire dynamic of the film. Because I, so that's another thing about it just in general. Like, I liked not only that kid, but all of the kids in this movie. Totally. I, thought, I thought they were all fantastic. And that is not, I, you would, I hate watching TV shows where kids cook. I hate TV shows where kids are in competitions. Like, I hate it. But these kids were awesome. Uh, I'd say, uh, they, yeah, they were all great. Specifically, the kid that played uh, Freddie Freeman. Fantastic. His friend. So he, he was my favorite character in the whole film, Oh, he if I'm being completely it. honest. He was also, he wasn't like an annoying kid. You know, he was actually genuinely funny, delivered the lines well, uh, was like a likable dork for the most part. Um I also really appreciated that he always had a uh, a different superhero shirt on because mm-hmm. at least in recent years from what I've read there in DC comics they do like a um a thing where it's like they they take the heroes and put like in in Batman they have Batburger things like that like there's kind of a, a whole in universe licensing thing it, yeah 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 and I don't know I think that was just kind of cool and they really put it in your face from the beginning of the movie that this is in the DCEU. Look, Batman, Superman, I'm wearing an Aquaman shirt. You know? But how great would it be now because they've established that in this movie that years into the future we get a Kingdom Come film? Ugh. I would <laughs> I would shit myself to death in joy. Because at the end of Kingdom Come, they're all sitting in that restaurant where everybody's dressed as the superheroes. Uh, Planet, Planet Krypton? Yep. I think is what it's called. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> and you could and you could squeeze Batman Beyond in there. Why not? The thought of a Kingdom Come film, and then coupled with what you said earlier, Rob, about you know, hopefully we get a good uh, Green Lantern film. My balls are all a quiver. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the casting was really good in general, um, especially when the kids all Shazam and become the Shazam alams of. Uh, <laughs> Of themselves, I thought that was that was extra. That was also great casting. Now, and they had set that up so early in the film uh, with the with the wizard explaining that uh, I guess his brothers and sisters are all gone. Yeah, he's like, I'm the last of the wizard council. He's the last of the wizard council, and like they set all of that up. And I know that these are the things I knew that his family does that. That they're all wizards, and that once he has the power of Shazam, he can do that. And still, in the I've seen the pop figures of all those characters as Shazam characters, mm-hmm. and still at the end of that movie, when he has them all grab the staff and do it, I was like, "Holy shit, they're all Shazam!" <laughs> Billy, say my name, Billy, Billy. 
Uh, I had no idea. I, I did not see that coming. Honestly, I thought the fact that there were seven deadly sins and that there were seven wizards, uh, seven wizards missing, I thought they were saying going to say that the, the deadly sins were the wizards and that was going to be how they played with that. But gotcha. um, that would have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, um, but yeah, no, I, I totally popped for that. Uh, I did not see that coming. And I was like, when they all became Shazam, so I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. Okay. Did, ha- have any of you, Rob, I know you have. Um, Jordan Bryan, have you read the New Fifty Two run on Shazam? I have not. It's this is. I mean, it's almost exactly. Yeah, there are certain points in this. There are certain points in this film where it's almost page for page. Oh, okay. With, and it's it's fantastic. With, that makes sense. Why they gave out uh, they gave out the first issue of that comic um, going into the film. Oh shit! Awesome. Nice. That's cool. I mean, so what they did with the Shazam run in the New Fifty Two was they buried it at the back of the each justice each justice league issue yeah um and then they collected it after a certain point and put it into its own uh collected edition i think it's just i think it's like a number zero or something yeah I don't, it doesn't even have a number it's just shazam yeah and my it copy is, is being blocked by a, a, a maggie simpson plush so i can't really see <laughs> it right now and i i remember specifically when we worked at bam only one soft cover came in and andrew and i fought for it <laughs> and now it hides behind Maggie Simpson. <laughs> I, a question to to you guys who I, I guess all three of you know his his comic history better than I do. But um, was Billy Batson is he always an um uh, a foster kid or an, or an orphan? Yes. Um, I mean, let me think. Going back to like, I mean, it's part the, of the standard superhero uh, formula. He, yeah. well, he can't have parents. parents. No, no, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I know that. But, um, but specifically that he's like a foster kid. Is that is that bar- part of Billy Batson's overall history? To I'm, my to my knowledge, yes. Yeah. Um, I, it was like, I, yeah, because I think he actually, I want to say he actually lived in the subway station. I think he was, was that like. His <laughs> yeah, he was like he was like a he like sold newspapers or something on the side of the road or something like that. Oh, yeah. he was a he was newsie. Like, he was a newsie, yeah. And it was the forties. Everybody, everyone under twelve was a newsie. <laughs> um, but he like lived in the subway. Uh, they danced and they sang. <laughs> yeah, and it was actually originally in uh, New York. Oh, okay. in, in Wiz Comics uh, or Fawcett Comics. It was at the company. Yeah, and that's the name of the high school. Yeah. I think they, because ch- I, I want to say in the at one point in the comics called it Fawcett City, I think. Huh. I love that it was Philadelphia. Me too. Yeah. So that's my first problem with this film. Well, uh, Philadelphia is a garbage city, and I hate it. But I love that it. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, Rob. Well, it's Just utter kidding. bullshit. Love you it's guys. utter bullshit that they're going to find anyone pure of heart in Philadelphia. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not. He's not originally from Philadelphia. He traveled to Philadelphia. <laughs> Where was he from? Like Minnesota or something? Fuck. Uh. <laughs> I would Man, just, just love. I would just love coming out of this to like make a graphic that just like it's just a quote from the episode, and it's just like they'll never find any. I my biggest issue with this film. Dot dot dot. They'll never find anyone pure of heart in Philadelphia. <laughs> as long as Gritty's eyes are somehow over the skyline, <laughs> and he's. 
as long as Eagles fans are eating shit after they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, tw- 2018 Super Bowl champs, baby. Woo! <laughs> oh, man, that's great. No, I, 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 uh, I thought it was, uh, it was interesting to have it in Philly. Um, that that this, the city definitely was a uh, a part of the a part of the movie. Obviously, bringing in like yeah, yeah. The, the Rocky stuff and Love Park. Park. <laughs> He's doing lightning hands. Lightning uh, in front of my hands, dude. All this this morning, Michelle and I were just keep every so often I'd hear her go hands, lightning from my hands just under. Her <laughs> that was dude. That was so great. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that that was so in character for him. He's like this 14-year-old street kid that's just trying to make money. And he's like, oh, shit. Hands. Lightning from my hands. Yeah. No, it totally fit. He's like, On people the... normally tip me, but... Yeah. <laughs> Take pictures. All right. Oh, uh, what was your what was the funniest part to you guys? Oh, boy. There was so much good humor in it. There, there was. There was. No, I was going to say, I don't know what made me laugh the hardest. I just know that I laughed, like, the entire time. I think that, at least in the theater, when I saw it, the funniest part was when he's getting shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if this is a costume. Shoot him in the face. And he's just kind of like... <laughs> Holy crap. I you cannot got bullet it. immunity! <laughs> Hang on, that might just be the costume. <laughs> shoot him in the face! Shoot him in the face. Yeah, shoot me in the face. Wait, what? Um, I like that it's. I like that that specifically is a double down from a Dumb and Dumber joke that always hit for me. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. What if he shot you in the face? Yeah. What yeah, if he what shot me in the face? In the <laughs> I thought the funniest part was the uh, the testing, the testing sequence. That was I... that was so great. The him just doing a quick uh, flick of his fingers against the the steel barrel. Um, <laughs> Or the, uh, the 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 quote unquote teleportation yeah. test that became the, the fire immunity test. The that secret was, fire immunity the test. Secret fire immunity test. Yes, that was in the, the back in the background of I believe it was the fire immunity test. Did you guys notice the ACE chemical vat? No, no. no. I didn't see that. Yeah, they uh, printed on that thing that was just in the background. Uh, I think it was for that test specifically. I could be wrong, but it was one of the test situations. Oh, no, uh, there was an Ace that. Chemical vat. That's so cool. That's really cool. Tying it all together. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this was my favorite, but it's one that comes to mind when you when you ask like what was a funny part. Um, when they're trying to check themselves out of the school, oh and he's got to Shazam himself into the trench coat. Yeah, this <laughs> office. And he's like, why, why, why can't I be the lookout? Or why should I be the lookout? And he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, you have the, you have a face that looks like you're up to no good." And then they walk by the security guard, and he's like, "Hey, what are you kids doing? <laughs> you look like you're up to no good." <laughs> and then he uh. like, <laughs> after he like becomes the adult version of Shazam, I just he like the business office. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks, he looks at the security guard's name tag. And he calls him like, yeah, Moran. Officer Moran. Moran. You must I, be the security I like guard. That because, that I like that because the, the idea that the foster kid that's been bounced around from place to place doesn't read very well. Yeah, like he might have legitimately thought it said moron. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. That's good. That's funny. Um, I love the beginning of it too. How you get like 
you get to know that Billy's kind of a little shit in the very beginning. And I was like, because he starts off. Holy black, moly, it's the fault yeah. of the police. Holy moly, the boy's in blue. <laughs> you think uh, like, oh, oh, they're going hard with the pure of heart thing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then he fucking locks some cops in there. I was like, Jesus, he's stealing a fucking cop car? That's how we're starting this movie off? That was awesome. Yeah. And the Chino steaks. Yeah. Did you save me some fries? Don't touch my lunch, kid. <laughs> Rob, uh, what was your what was the funniest part to you? Uh, I mean, uh, like I said, there was uh, so much of it I enjoyed. Um, I liked how cringeworthy it got when he was talking to Mary, and he and he uh, couldn't after he, he saved her. Yeah, he couldn't not put information that he shouldn't have, being a random person. into their conversation like i thought that was hilarious um i did i just i honestly god i just laughed through like most of it honestly like i really i really enjoyed it on that front so i i so just one quick thing is like while i while i laughed at a lot of it um not all of the humor landed for me um i can't pick out like one specific thing that i didn't like but i think some of it was freddie um like some of the lines they gave him i feel like I feel like they reduced his character a little bit to like comic, comic relief. Um, th- there was a little bit of an emotional core there, but I feel like mostly they just had him spewing one-liners, and some of it didn't land for me from him. So that okay. was my only my Fair. only criticism for the humor. But how about John Glover as Father Siavana? That was awesome <laughs> and unexpected. <laughs> As soon as the camera like panned around right at the very beginning and we yeah. saw his face, I was like, "Holy shit, it's John Glover." Yeah, I think what is that? 3, that's 3 DC things that he's done? 3 or 4? Something like that. Yeah, something. Awesome. And it's just a neat a... little like in universe like, "Oh yeah, he's still, you know." I like he that. Was a, he was a bastard too. Yeah, he was. Oh. He's, uh, he's I, always a bastard. Yeah. yeah. Uh good segue talk about the 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 cold open. With with a young Thad Savannah, I so okay. So the cold open for me went a little long. Yes, uh, I don't think that we needed all of it, especially because like that all happens, and then you don't see Mark Strong for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we don't see Zach Levi until forty nine minutes into the film. Right. Damn. Are you serious? Was it really yeah. that long? Yeah. I definitely remember thinking to myself that it took it, it took a while to get going. Yeah, yeah, no, like it did for sure. Like they they were they had to build a lot of stuff emotionally to get you to a point where the funny shit starts landing better and better. I thought, yeah, but um, I the cold open was a little long. Uh, I missed some stuff in it just based off of I didn't really know what to look at. Uh, like uh apparently I missed about. yeah I, apparently um and this is where we're going to I mean we kind of been spoiling like a little bit here and there but uh, uh this is where we'll get into spoilers for like the post credits and stuff um apparently Mr. Mind was at the beginning of the film yes yeah when Savannah goes into the to the cave of Wo- cave of wonder is that what Yeah was that the, e- like, the rock of eternity rock of eternity of whatever yeah. <laughs> cave that of wonder the, sounds uh, just as good isn't that from Aladdin Probably. The wonder of eternity. Yeah. The, the cave, cave of rock. The cave of rock, yes. <laughs> uh, so when he goes in there, apparently the Mr. Mind is in uh, a cage. Yeah, like a glass container. 
I because I noticed that. I I thought that was just kind of like a hey, look at this, Mister Mind, huh? What do you think? <laughs> and then we get to the end, you're like, oh my god, they're fucking doing it. So because I missed it at the beginning, at the end of it, I thought it was just I I was like, oh my god, is this fucking Brainiac? Like I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was Brainiac too. Yeah. Well, to be to be honest, my first thought was it's it was over the speaker. I thought it might have been Lex Luthor. That's what I thought too. But then yeah. it went to Brainiac because I knew it was like more of an electronic voice, and then it showed the, the worm with the thing. I was like, oh okay. Well, did you notice when Billy uh, went when he got transported there, and he's walking through the same tunnel that Thad or that Doctor Savannah went through? Mister Mind's cage or his glass jar was broken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I like the little little hidden things there, like the magic mirror and a. Uh, fucking what's the guy something someone's f- like flaming violin or something like that yes He's, yes and then um the crocodile men the crocodile men they were Dude, that was for all, some that scene with the doors yeah. so much fun i don't know why but the crocodile men scene kind of freaked me out a little bit <laughs> i don't know why it was just very sudden and, and scary i don't, I don't like it because they were playing poker which means they have some sort of strategery yeah <laughs> But then there, it was just imagine that opening the door and then it just they start running at you. That really freaked me the fuck out, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's also it's a take on that painting of the dogs playing poker, which is also just unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> They're dogs playing poker. <laughs> but so so the uh, the crocodile you, men are a a Shazam villain. Oh, okay, really? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is yeah. a real thing. That's awesome. Yeah, they they're just kind of. Dudes that are also crocodiles. <laughs> I can't wait for DC not to pay any of this off. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the problem with Warner Brothers is that they promise and it, uh, they they've been edging us forever. Basically, uh, <laughs> we're so close. We we're just need so that last close. stroke, but we can't get it. Oh God! I hope Martin's listening to this. <laughs> that's what the E stands for in DCEU. Oh Edge. God. <laughs> uh. DC edges you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. The, uh, that was really funny. See, I'm not as familiar with, like, Shazam's lore and history to, like, pick up on that stuff, like, as far as... Like, obviously, I noticed the Caterpillar, but I wasn't sure that that was a thing until the post-credits, you know? Right. Yeah, he's got some weird villains. Yeah. <laughs> he has weird villains and arguably one of the greatest villains who we got to see a little bit of when uh Shazam or when the wizard Shazam was telling Billy Batson, you know, uh how he kinda fucked up in the past and gave the wrong person power. Mm-hmm. Black Adam. Yep. Black Adam himself. Dwayne Black Adam Johnson. <laughs> so Dude, I noticed uh yeah. Dwayne Johnson was a producer on this film. Yeah. Oh, you know, was credits, it really? I, I saw that. I was like, huh, okay. Um, now I don't know if it's specifically The Rock or someone else named Dwayne Johnson, but mm, you've got to wonder. There's pretty much only one person on the planet named Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's not making enough money already? Jesus Christ. And and <laughs> but, but going off of that, I think, because I know a lot of people were complaining that Black Adam wasn't the main villain of this film, but I think this was a great introduction for Shazam and now in the next installment that we will eventually get Black Adam it's going to mean way more yeah there's still as as far as i know they're still moving forward with a Black Adam standalone and that's the mistake i i agree to a point 
I don't... Of all the villains, okay? <laughs> of all the villains in DC's catalog to get a standalone film, that shitty Laugh Man film that's coming out in October, notwithstanding, um, uh, Black Adam would be the last... Pro- not the last, but like definitely not at the top of the list for me for a standalone film. Um, I could think of like five of them off the top of my head that would that would do better to have a standalone. And I'll just throw this out at you: we're off the rails talking about the actual film itself. But if Sinestro were to have a standalone film, that would be a fantastic lead into a Green Lantern universe. Yeah. You just want that because he's Italian. Yeah, he's the first Italian <laughs> villain. <laughs> uh, now you got to now you got to name four other ones because you said you can name five off the top of your head. So I'm waiting now. Okay, uh, Mister Freeze. Okay, for sure. Um, they're probably all going to be Batman villains. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Let's go. Okay, okay. We're going to derail uh, this recording until you can name. Three more. Uh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor would be a great standalone film if it were oh, shit, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. I would love to see that film because we already know that he could hold the film down. See, but I don't. Um, I don't know if he would need his own film. No, I mean we've already seen him. I'm yeah. just saying, um, 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 Brainiac with his own film. I would go uh, with Brainiac. Uh, Gorilla Grodd. Uh, Professor okay. Zoom. All right, now we're just going into Flash. I'm just saying. Where, Black where, Adam where? wouldn't be up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I for for me doing these these standalone films, and I mean, I mean, no, I know Black Adam will tie into the DCU, where whereas the the Laugh Man will not. Um, as I hope it doesn't. But uh, That's so stupid. It's just, it's just doing these villain films without the superhero that they're associated with. Just it doesn't make sense to me. It's like um, doing a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Oh, oh, oh! Why would anyone do that? That's a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> Am I right? They're not intrinsically linked at the origin. <laughs> Fuck. Who's, Who's Spider-Man? Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate my life. But yeah, no, I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see uh, the the Black Adam movie, of course. Dude, hell yeah! I think yeah. I think they should. I think they should have him. In, I think they should have him properly introduced in a Shazam sequel first, before then having his standalone. No, that's all. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. not gonna. And the thing is, it, if they went that route for it, it'd be perfect because you'd get to see Shazam, or you get to see Black Adam as a villain in Shazam, and then the standalone film, from what I understand, is supposed to explain his origin not so much as a villain. But as a misunderstood, yeah, he, uh, he gets revenge for something. Right, right. So, so you'll get, and I don't. That would be great is if they don't give you any backstory whatsoever in Shazam, two, and then you go forward to Black Adam, and it starts at the end of that and moves backward. Yeah, hmm. I like that's it. my pitch. I want three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah. So. uh what did everyone think of the adult versions of the kids? I thought they were oh. great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think they all fit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was uh, Adam Brody was Freddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Megan Good was. And that was, was uh, cool. Darla. Megan Good was Darla. Mm-hmm. 
And she was great. She was awesome. Um, and then uh, uh, the, apparently the guy that was um, the hell was his name? Pedro. Yeah, the guy that was Pedro apparently was cast in George Miller's uh, Justice League film that never happened. Wow. Really? He was apparently cast as Superman Clark Kent in that. Wow, that's cool. Good for him for getting the chance to do something with a cape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I really, really liked the foster parents. Dude. Yeah. yeah. God damn, they were so good. Was they the, were so good. He was in Walking Dead, the father. He was okay. In the later seasons. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really get that far, but me either. I think that's yeah, where everybody knows him from. He just seems like a lovable dude. He was so believable and and earnest. They both were. Like they they genuinely cared about these kids, but they they were stern about it when Billy first ran away. Well, because they said that they both grew up in the system and they know what it's like, and that they've run away too. So there's kind of the, I, it just kind of brought the whole thing together with the family aspect of it, like that. I don't know. I just I really like the little the camaraderie that I felt like they all had together because it's like this is our only family. This is what we got, so we got to stick together. Yeah. The whole hands in thing was cool. Yeah, all hands on deck. So I can't pinpoint to one thing specifically, but. It came off a little too family movie to me. Um, like a little too uh, Steve Martin's version of Cheaper by the Dozen kind of. It kind of just came off a little too forced, I think. Um, but it definitely built as the movie went on, and then it felt earned. But I don't know. Just like it was I, – again, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. But the, 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 first, uh, the first introduction you get to the, the Foster family, it just felt a little I, off. I, th- I think that was – intentional at first uh i think you're supposed to feel what billy feels when he enters that where it seems like everybody's trying too hard right okay oh yeah because that, that's definitely what it came off as like an onslaught yeah and then by the end of the film once you kind of understand the different uh motivations for not necessarily motivations yeah. but how each person really is it's definitely not forced at that last scene at the table right you're just like, oh shit, we're family. Fuck it. No, by the time that he's, by the time that he, you know, meets Shazam the Wizard and becomes Shazam, everything with the family moving forward felt natural. It felt like okay. progressive, or not, not progressive, but it felt like a progression, right. um, and it felt earned, especially at the end. Um, it was just right at the beginning. I was like, uh, I don't know about this, but yeah, yeah. I that that's how I took it. Is how he, he would be like uncomfortable listening to them all talk about each other. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> what did What did we all think of Mark Strong's villain, Doctor Savannah? He's good. I think Mark Strong again did a really good job with an underrated DC villain that nobody's ever going to talk about. Yeah. I want to say originally, um, but yeah, it was basically he was, yeah, the placeholder for Black Adam, in a way. Um, but even with that, like I, I think he did a good job, mm-hmm. and he was intimidating. I enjoyed how he was able to utilize the seven deadly sins. Me too. Yeah, that was great. And there were definitely parts where they were fucking scary. All of them. All of them looked so good. Yes, uh, especially when uh, 
what is it? Gluttony opens that, its stomach. That was out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, giant. <laughs> it's giant horror vagina. Yes. Oh my god. I was like, what the fuck are we looking at? <laughs> I heard a few people in the theater go like, oh shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. <laughs> that that entire scene where he showed up at his father's company and he oh. threw his brother out the window. From yeah, that moment, I was sold. Seeing seeing like the room fill with the smoke and then like the people run up to the doors to try to escape and then they're just getting pulled down and pulled away like one by one. I thought that was so great. The frosted yeah. window thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that that was like that was cl- that was a horror element. Yeah, that's, not, that's something that was perfectly in place in any kind of horror movie. I will say the only thing that I, like it kind of drew me out a little bit is like there was no blood. I just feel like there would have been like at least a small amount of blood, especially when the guy got his head bitten off. Andrew had said to me as soon as he finished watching it, he was like, "It was kind of more violent than I expected," and I was like, "No, it wasn't." <sighs> and he was like, uh, "The thing bit the guy's head off and threw him out the window." <laughs> And I was like, he did, but there was no blood, so it didn't like it didn't it doesn't register. register. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you now, know, you can get away with some blood in a PG thirteen movie, um, and that had to have been PG thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. what they should have did was just blood spatter the frosted window, pull the people down, and then just blood spatter. I just it's a small thing, but I feel like that 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 kind of just drew me out of that sequence a little bit. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that. No. But now that you're saying it, I'm just kind of like, oh, well, that kind of yeah would change things a little bit had there have been at least some blood. Just a little. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a really guttural, instinctual thing for us to see see blood and be a little bit reviled by it, and that would have made that sequence land all the harder. Definitely, yeah. and it would it would have made him even more intimidating because you have this kind of goofy, lighthearted, they're kids, you know, against this dude that's controlling the embodiment of the seven deadly sins and is throwing people out of windows and biting people's heads off like a real adult villain. <laughs> they're like, oh, fuck, these kids are screwed. Yeah, oh, they shit, need an adult. Bite, he bit that guy's head off. He bit that guy's fucking head off. <laughs> I liked, uh, I, I enjoyed the... And this is like a first for me to ever say something like, I enjoyed the high school scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah wow. I never thought I'd see the day. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I enjoyed Fawcett. the, I enjoyed so the high cool. school scenes. I enjoyed, uh, them, them building up those bullies to have their car torn apart by Shazam and they don't even know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I liked that. Well, I like that they were, they hit a crippled kid with their car and then beat him up. <laughs> Could you get more bully than that? Like I, yeah. You you liked that, Andrew? <laughs> no, I'm yes. They also made fun of him for being an orphan. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, damn, they're bullies. They stopped they're just, just short of calling thick. him the R word. <laughs> <laughs> they're really laying it on thick. <laughs> or you know, calling him an F word. They really didn't. They were so close to doing that, and they didn't. Yeah, they were thinking yeah, for sure, but, for sure. So what did you guys think of the very last scene of the film where they all come sit down around him at lunch and then Shazam walks in the room and he's like, yeah, my my best pal, Freddy, over here. I laughed Mm -hmm. really hard. And then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I brought a friend. 
Oh, you mean the <laughs> uh, the Henry the Henry Cavill uh, uh, cameo we would have gotten had that fucking Mission Impossible movie not be filming? Yep. Yep. God fucking damn it. Although just seeing having his head just out of frame was kind of funny. It was kind of funny because it was like all the more intentional. It was. Ki- yeah. it, it, I feel like it kind of was funnier without his face. <laughs> yes. Because uh, if he and had sat Freddy's down, like, you would have been oh! like, "Whoa!" But not like, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say I haven't seen it yet, but everything I hear from everyone is that Mission Impossible Fallout is one of the best action movies ever made so yeah but at the detriment really? at the detriment of almost the entire dceu brian i will not accept it i mean <laughs> they could have gotten the schedule in before he had that movie that's all i'm saying i'm not i'm not accepting it vetoed it's a petition that henry cavill is never allowed to grow a mustache ever again <laughs> you think he like honestly do you think he would now like it, it costs so much for him to have that fucking mustache in that movie. Like, why couldn't they just have him shave, portray Superman where he needed to portray Superman, come back, do a scene where his character in that stupid film is just shaving his fucking face? Or, like, put a prosthetic on. Or, or, or like, he's, like, standing in a mirror finishing shaving, and then they fucking move on. How hard is that? Because Tom, because Tom Cruise. Well, I, 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 what I hear was that it was actually Paramount. That, that was Paramount's decision to say, like, no... Fuck you, well, Warner fuck Brothers. Paramount, and and fuck Mission Impossible. And also, kind of fuck Warner. Brothers. Well, yeah, of course, of course. I guess course. they just thought that a that a clearly prosthetic mustache would really take them out of the action scenes in the movie. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> we're not going to do the clearly prosthetic mustache, but we'll go with a full blown CG of his fucking upper. Never mind. That was what they went with the the way harder thing. It, the way more God, cost cost the least cost efficient way to get through that. <laughs> it looks or so give him fucking bad. six weeks to grow a mustache. Oh God, it was. Uh, He's a man; so he could bad. grow it really fast. I'm sure if he if he thinks, he just Tom Selleck's. <laughs> <laughs> Sheer force of will. Sheer force of will. Um, but yeah, that was cool seeing Superman. Yeah. Uh, not only in the cafeteria but holding the tray yeah yeah he's like sitting down he's (laughs) got his like apple you know he's yeah like the most superman scene you could have so the credits the way that they come off to me is that like he does eventually meet like the justice league and it's like like that's how he came across superman like all of a sudden we're just in it. We don't need a whole backstory where they recruit him. Right, no. So like if if we proceed on with another Justice League film or team up, he's already a member. Yeah. I heard I heard you that day in the forest. That's why I'm here now in the city to recruit you to join us. Well, I don't want to. Well, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. Let's take 10 more minutes for this sequence. The lights are out. Wait, someone's watching me. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. um, And then, of course, that post-credit scene was great, too. Yeah, I think that they took that out of the initial film because it would have been too many references in one sequence. Maybe. Uh, So I think that that was supposed to belong within the film somewhere, and they were like, ah, it's too much. We'll just move it. I thought that was great, though, the way that... (laughs) They they really played up the Aquaman thing because it's not like they could have done that in Aquaman, right? 
So yeah. I think it fits perfectly here. And I love that he know Freddie knows enough about Aquaman and someone out there is merchandising Aquaman to buy and sell t shirts. Like I like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what one of my f- favorite parts of the film was? Uh, it's just going back to the funny thing. When uh <laughs> when Shazam and Doctor Savannah were talking to one another, but they were like a mile apart. <laughs> oh my god! And, and he's monologuing, and Shazam is just like, "What?" Oh. <laughs> and he's like, "There's, there's cars and 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 sound. <laughs> like I just can't." That was fucking great. So, what yeah. was everyone's like favorite scene of the film? Uh, I would say mine is during the during the first fight that. Uh, Billy and Dr. Savannah have um, when he just takes Billy and skyrockets mm-hmm. up. Oh, yeah. Through the fucking stratosphere. <laughs> like, uh, that was like jarring in a good way. I was like, oh, shit. Um, much like I'm sure Billy was feeling. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was really effective and I just thought that was really cool. And then he's, uh, you know, falling on the way down and trying to fly and then eventually he finds the ability to at least levitate and then fly. Yeah, and then gets hit by a bunch of cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was also great. I really like the whole, I guess the whole ending fight sequence when uh, he's going against the the other, the Seven Deadly Sins by, before they become the the Shazamly. When he's like... The sequence in Philadelphia. Mm. Chill, chill, Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, and the running gag with Santa Claus. That was... uh, But I don't know. I liked all the different... I like that he used his powers, like when he's fighting the one with the big wings and he shazams and turns back into Billy to run off. Yes! Little things like that is really creative. Yeah, he let them... One Uh, of them got on top of him and he waited for it and then hit it. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's great. He knows that the lightning's gonna strike. Like, he's aware of all of the... He's not stupid. Because that was a thing he would he does in the comics is he says Shazam to call lightning bolt and just grab somebody and has them get struck by fucking lightning. That I like was part that, of his uh, yeah. super move in Injustice, right? Yep. Yeah. That's how he detonates the uh, the missile in Kingdom Come, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he says it three times. Oh god. Okay, I can't talk about that. That scene. <laughs> that's gonna make me cry if I talk about that. Uh, I I enjoyed the <laughs> sequence where. Uh, Savannah is chasing him in the mall. Yeah. Um, and then he shazams and and disappears into the crowd as a child, because Savannah doesn't know that he's looking for a kid. He's yeah. looking for the big goofy red suit, and he doesn't see it. But then uh, uh, Freddie gives him away, and Savannah's also not a stupid villain. He's able to deduce things from what he's seen and heard, and figures out what's going on. And just overall, Savannah was just super fucking evil. And his whole yeah, was- his whole motivation I loved uh, was just like, why is this kid better than me? Why is everybody better than me? I'm gonna prove that I'm the best. Right. I was chosen by the wizard. I love that. I love that his whole motivation was like, why did he choose you over me? And it like drove his entire life up to that point yeah. and then drove his evil intentions beyond that but like up to that point he's like why did he choose you and he couldn't even get back there like that's the crazy like he spent his entire life 
up until you could assume Savannah's in his 40s, uh, working to a point where he could get back to that fucking wizard. <laughs> I, I would I think he's actually in his 50s because the be. took place in 74. Okay. And that, that was and it says present day. So that was 45 yeah. years ago. So he, he had to have been probably no more right. than 10. Maybe a little younger, so he's got to be. In I just, I love, I just love the the practical idea that that man worked his entire life, became a doctor, uh, worked his entire life, just, just so, so he was just a doctor in philosophy, just, just so, so he could get to a point <laughs> where he could finally get back to that wizard and ask why. <laughs> like, I love that. That that whole scene was cool too when he's. When they have like the whole study going on about what, mass hysteria mm-hmm. yeah. or something that they're doing, where it's just all the other people that have been chosen by the wizard that weren't good enough, that he's just been trying and trying and trying for so long, the wizard Shazam. Yeah. And then somebody gets vaporized by a door, which kind of was like, oh, fuck. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. That was horrific. And then the runes coming up on the door, and now he knows how to conjure to get there. And so cool. That was, I just, you know, there were so many decisions in this that I just fucking loved. Yeah. I just love that we have magic in the DCEU now. Like, legitimate magic. Yeah. I really like how they went full bore at it. Like, I'm a wizard. This is mm-hmm. magic. <laughs> like, just outright. No, no sugarcoating yeah. it. No trying to say, like, I'm a conjurer of the, the source, right, right. you know. The arcane. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just, there's one part where Savannah was just like, Magic beats magic, and then he fucking hurls him into the sky. <laughs> so, Jordan, Jordan, what was your favorite sequence? I really enjoyed once Zachary Levi's character got back to the house after Savannah had kidnapped the kids, and then they all went into the uh, through the door into the wizard's like chamber or. AKA his the cave of rock. <laughs> AKA his uh his lair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun just seeing them like run back and the doors missing all of a sudden and they're trying to escape. Um meanwhile the seven deadly sins are just fucking shit up. It was awesome. Man. They threw the batarang at the back of his head. Ah, oh, and that was only yeah. after the last sin came out. Yes. And then you discover that he was, like, keeping one in the chamber? Yeah. For he some was, like, reason? able to take damage. Yeah, because he was impervious to damage when he has at least one of them within his eye. <laughs> and then when he removes it, uh, he, he's able to take actual hit points. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie is an RPG. Right. <laughs> It kind of is, and then you recruit a team. Because <laughs> he had to level up. He had to learn all of the different things. Your phone's charged, and your phone's charged. <laughs> <laughs> when he hits the fucking vending machine and all the money's flying out. Oh, and they're my like, go, God. Go. Yeah, the ATM. <laughs> he was like... That's fine. That's yeah. theft. Well, they didn't yeah. take any of the money. They just wanted they, to see uh, if it would work. When they, Isn't uh, that right afterward they go to the convenience store with the money, though? Yeah, they they did take some of the money. No, they, they took some of the money, and they, it, it, the next scene immediately shows them with a huge TV oh, and an yeah. Xbox. And yeah, no, they 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 thieved, <laughs> they burgled. Well, that I mean, that's what Billy does. He's a burglar. <laughs> but how about Holy the scene Molly. when they're at the realtor's office, dude? 
And he and he exactly describes Tony Stark's house in Iron Man three. Uh, was I the only one oh that God. thought that something on uh, a cliff overlooking the water? I didn't think about that at all. Um, the that that scene was great because the actress playing the real estate yeah. agent <laughs> oh, yeah. nailed that because her look at the end was just like, and I've just wasted ten minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. Um, I, I one thing that I I. Th- thought like only landed maybe 50 50 for me was when billy finally went to visit his biological oh no that that hit for me entirely yeah me too yeah so i want to say the emotion of it absolutely hit it was a very emotional scene but the the reveal that she left him did not so because i I felt like they telegraphed that jump street like from the very beginning of the movie like if they were if they were trying to have that be like <gasps> she left him like it was clear that she had left him from the right of the movie. especially being in whatever small town they were if one woman on one end of the park was like i can't find my son they would have been like oh the police have him over there yeah or she just would have contacted the authorities of the place they would have said oh let's call the cops who are working this event yeah no like so th- that that wasn't bigger reveal, but it was a very emotional right. scene. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. It only landed fifty fifty for me. But I-, I did like that the police. I did like that the police in the scene uh, gave young Billy a a blanket and some cocoa. Hmm. I did yeah. like that because that As is they the, do that is the uh, age old South Park joke where that's how the police handle <laughs> any problem <laughs> is they just give you a blanket and some cocoa, <laughs> and they literally did that. <laughs> uh, so I, I fucking was like, oh shit, that's great. I don't think, I mean, yes, granted, like, it was, it's obvious that she just left him, but when you're seeing it from Billy's point of right. view, exactly, he's just, the whole time you're just like, he's like, well, I don't know what happened, she, of course she wouldn't have left me, she's my mother, you know? <laughs> there's no way, there's no way that would happen, and then finds out she's two stops away on the train. And she, and he was keeping a notebook of all the people that were named her name? And checking yeah. them out one by one, which she like went, went to her, her. And, 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 that, and I totally bought that. Like that, that definitely landed. Again, it was just if they were going for like her version being, oh my god, that that totally did not land for me. Right, I get that. But her when he, God, that that when he's talking to her and she says the line. It's just not a good time for me right now. <laughs> that was just like fucking what? She, like, will it ever be a good time, Deborah? See... Will it ever be a good time? Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, just... saying like, "Oh well, you look good. You seem happy. You must be having a good life, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking 14." Yeah. And then he gives her back. He gives her back the the compass, and she has no idea what it is. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, you "Wow, you thoughtless me. bitch." God, it's still I just can't I can't get over the this is not a good time for me it's like he thought he thought by like handing her that compass there was gonna be this like moment like I I never got lost you know like I did it I found you yeah. and she was just like what is this <laughs> well plus that was also a great superhero like it was a heroic moment when he's leaving and he's like fuck this horrible thing happened but my friends need me. I gotta go. Right, right. Yeah, he's like, I gotta he get back up. to my real family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Goes up to the roof and does the 
I love that scene. Oh, when too, he jumps off? Yeah, Dude. that was yeah, <laughs> fucking so great. great. Anytime you see him transform, I fucking love it. When he does it at the at Philadelphia, and he's walking toward the camera, and he says it like that's one of my favorite moments in the movie. They put like just enough smoke so that the one uh, figure becomes the other figure. Yeah, I do. I I I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great a great way to put a character that nobody thought we'd get us. We have a Shazam movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember it's, Rob for your wedding when we were trying to order T-shirts. Yes, we could not find a Shazam T-shirt. There was it was literally one, and that was it. And that was really? the one I ordered. That was it. It was well, there were two. There was one with the symbol, and then the other one was like the 1940s drawing of him, and it said Shazam with a cat with an exclamation point. That was it. Like, and and if I wanted to do, because initially I was going to do for my wedding, because everybody wore a superhero shirt underneath their tux, uh, as as is tradition, um, and I would not let anyone mix universes because we're not going to be those plebs on the internet. Um, every you're just going to be basic. Every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we're going to be basic, we're going to be basic, but to the correct degree. Uh, um. I was going to do for everybody a shirt and socks that matched the shirt so they could wear that for the wedding. And then I got to Shazam. <laughs> and there were no Shazam socks. And I was like, well, maybe we could do the Flash socks because we didn't. But it's a different lightning bolt. And I was not going to. I didn't want to pretend. If we're going to do it, we're going to fucking do it. And we and I was not going to do it. So Yeah, because we would have called you out on exactly. that. Exactly. What, what, what <laughs> are fucking Flash socks? What are you, fucking idiot? It's not fucking Shazam, Rob, you what, moron. You tell me what the fuck you think you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew just goes up on the goddamn dais and just stop. stop. I'm, I'm, I object. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking out front of the building and then somebody hits me with their pickup truck and they get out and just start punching me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I got a pickup truck for this in this scenario. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think it's great that we've got a Shazam movie. It was great to see that up on the screen, it's with an exclamation yes. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they fucking spelled it out with an exclamation point. That was that was fucking great. I really, really enjoyed Shazam. Uh, I'm excited to see him possibly interact with other members of the Justice League going forward. Him and, talking uh, to Wonder Woman is going to be awesome. Yeah, because there's no way that. that a 14 year old is going to be able to contain himself. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, I mean, there's even the part in the convenience store. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Yeah. And he's going to talk to fucking Wonder Woman. He's going to do He's totally gonna the same age. Over himself. He's totally yeah. going to, like, push his arm up against the wall and be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and she, you want to hang out because we're the same age? <laughs> what's up, girl? I'm at least 30, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I do feel like it, it, it falls in, into the, a little bit of the same category that we, we found that Aquaman did that um, I don't know necessarily that's it, it's an overcorrection or an overreaction, but it's definitely a move away from the grim dark stuff from Batman, Superman, yeah. Justice League, Batman, Steel, and so forth to a more lighthearted, uh, colorful view. Um, and I'm fine with that continuing. Uh, as long as they're able to get you know good writers and good directors like they have been. Well, so. I think I think it was I think it was lighthearted on the hero side, 
but that villain was fucking dark. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, there's 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 dark shit in Aquaman yeah. too. So you know, and, and I'll, I'll take I'll take that. I'll take the balance of the two. I'm kind of upset that there's no more grimness because now everything is just happy and funny. Everyone got what they fucking asked for, so they better go fucking see it. They're not going to have a they're, they're whatever whatever happens with Batman next. They're not going to go the campy '60s TV show style. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. No, you're right. I'm not sure. I hope they don't. Because Batman needs to be a not necessarily as dark as it got with Batman Superman or Injustice League, but you know it, it needs to be a darker character. He's so, gonna be like, like all these rape victims need our help, but first Batsui. <laughs> That's a good juxtaposition right there, right? This mass murder, but I've got to do the bat. <laughs> Some days start the music, Robin. Get rid of a bug. <laughs> That's, That's one, one of my favorite fucking... The, the gifts for that, that are amazing. amazing. Oh, look, you know, it's a great pop culture thing. Like, the, that show is a great pop culture thing, but I don't want to see it in a movie. God, That's no. why I don't like Batman and Robin. Ugh. Yeah. Yes, that movie was a cinematic abortion. Because that's what Joel Schumacher was going cinematic for, was abortion. a cinematic oh, abortion. what? <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> Could you imagine if he sat down at his fucking desk and he's like, he just wrote cinematic abortion. He has two <laughs> separate movie. papers, one that says cinematic, <laughs> one that says abortion, and he's holding them up and then he puts them together and, and then, his eyes light up. And then he starts tapping his chin. He starts tapping his chin with his pen. Hmm. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. So, so yeah, um, DC, get your shit together. <laughs> Shazam was awesome. If you haven't seen it, we just spoiled the shit out of it. Go see it. Uh, if you've seen it, go see it again. You wanted light and funny, so go fucking pay for it. Yeah, I I can't wait to see it again, or to see more of Shazam. So for Pop Cannon, I'm Jordan. <laughs> I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. Thanks for listening. Shazam! Are, are we good? Right, damn it. Hang on. One, two, three. Shazam! 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 Shazam. Brian. We'll and fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Off to see the wizard, <laughs> the wonderful wizard of Oz. Shazam! How about that? Did you enjoy Shazam? Did you enjoy the more fun, lighthearted DC universe laid out for you here by Warner Brothers? Did the humor land for you the way it did for us? How about Zach Levi? Are you excited to see him do more going forward? Are you interested in the character overall now? Let us know. We want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts on this film by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. As you can hear, we are available on a litany of podcast platforms, which is likely how you're listening to this episode right now. Just search Pop Cannon Pod. Don't forget the Cannon is with a K for branding purposes and stuff, or whatever. Smash that follow, like, subscribe, retweet, comment, favorite, review button, and tell the world that you like us, please? You do like us, don't you? And if this hour wasn't enough for you, you can follow all the guys individually on various social medias. 
I, Robert, am on Twitter and Instagram at YesBall. Jordan is on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. Andrew is on Twitter at Flavored underscore Red and Instagram at Android Skeleton. And Brian, oh man, what a tragedy. Okay. We followed him his whole career, right? We never knew he had a younger brother. You would have thought he and his dad would have mentioned it with dad being the CEO, right? Then one day we're sitting there and this man shows up, says he's Brian's younger brother, and he has some sort of gargoyle looking motherfucker toss him out the window of our building. We're on the 51st floor. What the hell happened in that family? I mean, I don't know what happened to his dad because we got the hell out of there. But I haven't been to work since. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode, which is all about Avengers Endgame. Oh my god!